0: we are shows what you know we'll always watch tv and if you think we can't we'll watch more and you'll see that's why the people of the web
1: believe in jim from las vegas and jacob from sweden welcome to shows what you know your one-stop shop for all your tv podcast discussion needs I am Jim Scampoli.
0: I am Jacob Burrows, and this week we are talking about Better Call Saul again. It's such a joy to get back into this show. Last time we did go through, I think, one to four of season three, and now we're closing out the season.
1: I'm excited. Are you excited, Jim? I am excited, and we definitely... How did we not just do one through five? Why Mm. did we fuck it up so bad? Yeah, But here we are. We're going to fix it now.
0: We were too eager. We were too hot on the gun. Uh, And if anyone who listened to that will have heard us... Uh, by the way, I just wanted to mention, we're not going to spoil it right now. We're going to give a spoiler warning in a bit, so it's generally spoiler-free for the moment. But I just wanted to say that we were like, uh, you know, they, they're they doing a lot of stuff, but they, they better be delivering something here soon. They better pull the trigger <laughs> yeah. on this one. We, we don't trust them. Even after Breaking Bad, we don't trust these people. And we were wrong. We should have done one to five, as you said, uh, because episode five came up uh, and shut us up real fast. Oh yeah! Oh yeah!
1: Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah. Like uh, things really did start to amp up. I mean, this show still has. I I guess part of it. It's part of the beauty of this show. um, Is it does have? They do have a lot of moments that breathe a lot, and I think sometimes that can come off as uh, like dragging a bit. Yeah. And I, you know, sometimes I think it's legit. Sometimes it isn't. I do think. Some of the stuff in the first four or so with with Mike was a little bit too much, but it it got to a good point. And especially like I remember like after we typically we don't talk about the shows until we turn on the mics here. But uh, when like episode, we both watched episode five. It was like, whoa, bro! Do you yeah. see that? Do you see that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Because uh, uh, I agree, it's it's a good point you said that it's kind of part of what's good about the show is they really let it breathe, which is also you know because they have a lot of creative freedom. Uh, I think the people behind the show compared to others, um, which is. You know, know, sometimes we talk about these days how people get so much creative freedom and it's often a detriment and we're kind of like, eh, you're just spending so many episodes doing this or that. But, I Mm. mean, if anyone deserves that, it's... uh Vince Gilligan, Peter Gould, people behind yes. Better Call Saul, and they showed that they did. At the same time, uh, I don't think we were crazy. We weren't crazy there, and uh, even for me, season two was kind of like that, but almost the whole way throughout, and then there wasn't an episode five in, in season two. I mean, they didn't skip episode five, but there wasn't an amazing like <laughs> payoff like there was here, and yes. even here, it comes in the middle of the show, I mean, the middle of the season, and um, it's going to be, I mean... That was the high point of these episodes for sure. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, because, and I've seen people kind of complain about this, and I think it's, I think it's a legit criticism because it, it really is this show has these two narratives going on. And like, if you watch Breaking Bad, you do understand that these are coming together, but, uh, it's it's seeing it on the show, it's really weird sometimes, because you got Jimmy and all his stuff going on, and then you got, like, Mike and all his stuff going on, mm-hmm. and for the most part, they're pretty separate, with small little, like, oh, yeah, hey, hey, remember me, uh, Jimmy? Oh, yeah, hey, Mike, you're Mike. Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> uh, and Which is, it's... I mean, it's very interesting because I I have looked a a bit online and I have seen a lot of people that are watching the show that never watch Breaking Bad, which boggles my mind. Yeah. But uh, I mean, people are still into it, but it can start to feel I think that can start to make it somewhat feel like things are lagging a bit just because sometimes you might be into one part of it. And then it'll go to this other thing for a while. Yeah, and then but but then it like reminds you like oh yeah this storyline I like this and then it's kind of that old thing where you get into that and then they're like back over here they'll remember and it's not necessarily a bad thing it just it's just kind of an interesting thing that they're doing
0: yeah for sure I mean that's the case in any uh, any TV show where it's switching between. You know, uh, Game of Thrones is a good example where maybe you don't give a shit about what's happening in one part of the world. Maybe you're super interested in another part of the world. And uh, that's just how, I mean, that's how it's going to go. I think for me, the issue is more that one of the storylines is very Breaking Bad-centric and the other sure. one is not. So the yeah. one that's not is exciting to me. And the one that's about, hey, how did this? How did the playing, like, how did the pieces get onto the board that were on the board at the beginning of of breaking bad uh yeah. I, I know jimmy is well, one of those pieces but but that storyline clearly isn't as connected and that's been more this season than ever before
1: well and especially with game of thrones so game of thrones even though it's a lot of different stuff it all feels like it's building towards each other if i didn't necessarily know breaking bad i don't know if i could totally see that these things would never really intersect again and it wouldn't it would feel like it wouldn't make a difference. You know what I mean? You should it read the books.
0: Just... Read the Game of Thrones books. You'll get that feeling uh, uh, that nothing's ever... <laughs> no one's ever... We are never, ever, ever getting back together. That's the book feeling. Uh, and they're reading. right. Fuck that. Yeah, that's true. True. Fuck that. This is not a reading podcast. <laughs> reading podcasts well, are for nerds.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just comes off... Even though, even though I know what's going on and I get why they're doing what they're doing it still feels so disconnected in some places to me. And again, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just, it's just a a thing that in some cases, maybe put it maybe like put a wedge in some of the momentum as i'm watching the show it's like kind of like a small criticism i'd say
0: yeah yeah and overall i think uh as i said ex- excited to talk about this show it is a good show even when it's lacking it's not like we're i i, I well I'm, I'm speaking for you too uh, it's not like we're like oh more of more bra oh, more of this stuff yeah. it's never oh, no the case. way but it's like some of it is so amazing that we want to get yeah the good stuff you know the good stuff and
1: on on the flip side of this, I've heard, um, well, I've seen some of it on Reddit, and I've heard other, like, rumblings, and I know this will happen with anything, but I'm already seeing the Better Than Breaking Bad rumblings, and yeah. I don't want to completely, like, shoot that down, but I also want to say, like, all right, let's just back up a little bit. We're not quite there yet. I could see, I I love your excitement. Um and i get what you're saying and there's still potential but like let's fucking hang let's hang back a little bit before we mm-hmm. start killing Killing our previous heroes at the altar of our new favorite thing. (laughs) Of our new gods.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, for sure. I've seen those uh, YouTube videos. Why Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. And then I don't click them, so I don't know what the arguments are. (laughs) But uh, yeah, uh, that's not crazy. If you like this show better, that's, of course, fine. For me, the only thing that would drag it down a little bit is that so much of it right now is revolving around Breaking Bad, honestly. Yeah, uh, And uh, also something you mentioned, uh, or, well, more or less we were talking about this, that they don't really do seasons in the way that other shows do, necessarily. They clearly have, like... I mean... They do make it up season by season, but still they, like the climax of this season is in the middle kind of, uh, mm-hmm. and that's like the climax of season two in a way too. So it's yeah. hard to say at this point, like, would they still be saying this was the better, sh- best show in the world if they, like, if there was no season four, it doesn't quite like, yeah, it, it, it's a bit soon to go blowing that whistle, I feel, but hey, if you love it, you love it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's obviously it's a great thing that we have this show. It's it's a, it's a great show. It's great to see uh what they because I totally expected something different when when they announced this show and uh like the depth and the layers they added to a lot of these familiar characters, it's 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 it works. And the thing is I hate stuff like this. Like this shouldn't <laughs> work at all. Yeah. I hate fucking prequels and I hate kind of, not that this show does it, but, like, the over-explaining of things that you don't really need to know. Yeah. Um, And they dip, you know, they dip their toes into a lot of that stuff because it has to be, like, here's where Jimmy met, you know, the secretary, and here's what happened to Don Hector. Mm -hmm. And uh, remember this guy from this episode of Breaking Bad? And most of that shit, when I see it in other things, I'm like, ugh. Can't help but just roll your eyes. This sucks, but the way they do it, it all works, and they 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 know how to go like right up to the line of where yeah. it's gonna be like an eye rolly thing, and they just like you know ballet pirouette like right <laughs> near the line, right yeah. on the edge, and it, and 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 it, and it all ends up working, and uh, and and in the end, I know of course there's gonna be the comparisons. But especially at this moment, it just feels like it's all one big story that it would really be hard to be like, this is better and this is better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to say something that might sound negative, but I want to get your okay. take on it. Um sure. I feel like they should come out and say uh, season four is going to be the final season or season five is going to be the final season or four is going to be split in two and it's going to be, you know, for two years or whatever. I feel like they need an end point in a way because I feel like they need to get going. Like, th- I'm not saying they're, they're not going. They're going, but with these threads, they're kind of throwing them out for, like, long-haul threads going out. I mean... Uh, maybe that's an overstatement considering how this season ends uh there could be a lot of shit changed by by next season but but anyway i feel like they need uh, well i'm not here to tell them what to do they could probably write it forever and it would be good but i feel like they'd get more of a move on if they knew when it was gonna finish
1: i yeah i i i sort of agree with that um and I, I I don't think it would be a bad thing. I think it would be uh, very good if they were saying like, oh, you know, we're doing two more seasons or something. But then in a weird way, I'm kind of like, bring it on. Like, whatever you want to do, bring it on. Yeah. Because cause in a way, even though I've always liked the show, I didn't, some of the stuff they've done, I didn't expect I would enjoy or think was interesting and uh yeah, especially with the way this season ends, I think there's 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 a lot to kind of explore. And I guess in in the in the breaking bad universe, they're in what, two thousand three right now or yeah. something like that? So there's and some then, space. I mean not to say that there should be five more seasons. like we should have a season for every year to like catch up to breaking bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh I think if they're going to I think there's more there between if they break down some of the uh, more connecting tissue to get up to like the Breaking Bad timeline and then if they're going going to explore uh what's the what's his other character name because we got Jimmy Saul and um fuck what's his uh Gene Gene yeah Gene at the Cinnabon. and I kind of want not like a season but I don't know. I want I want a good amount of that too yeah. because it feels like that should be like if we're getting this beginning, middle and end of, you know, Saul Goodman, I think that should be important and not just these little vignettes they do. Yeah. Yeah, cuz that's a lot of teasing
0: and it would be nice to get that story told uh so we get completion and that's also like a very clear way of separating it from breaking bad like the complaints yeah. we were saying that it's too much breaking bad oh which sounds like a weird complaint when you think about it because it's so such a great show but but they could do breaking bad stuff after breaking bad It would be exciting because we would have no idea what's going to happen to gene yeah. we know and, what's I mean, going to happen to jimmy
1: yeah and and honestly ideally i think it would be two se- I think they should do two two more seasons but yeah yeah I, i'm kind of just saying i'd be all right if they did three more but uh, I mean, outside of that, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like that would be pushing it. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, I w- I'm saying I don't think the next season should be the last one. Although, of course, I'd be fine if it was. I feel like t- from what it feels like that there's two more seasons left.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And I also, I, I'm not really doing a hard line stance. Like only one more. It's, it was kind of more of a thought in my head that yeah. it would be nice if they uh shot more for i don't know <laughs> but they they they're doing good stuff but some of it i don't
1: care as much i think we should get into spoilers probably uh, okay i mean yeah. and, and just the one quick i think we already touched on this thought when we talked about the first half i mean it really would be bizarre if they have more seasons than yeah. Breaking bad but i mean i guess we'll see yeah exactly but Yeah, like we'll get into some spoilers
0: Yeah, let's get into episodes 5 to 10 of season 3. Spoilers! Spoiler alert! Better Call Spoilers! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shows what you spoilers. Uh, So yeah, episode 5 is Chicanery, the best episode of Better Call Saul so far, would you agree?
1: I I absolutely agree. Um, And, uh, like, because this is... This is kind of what I expected the show. I expected the show to be kind of like uh, an offbeat lawyer show. Yeah. So we were going to have cases like this a lot. That's kind of, for whatever reason, when they first announced it, I just assume that's the role they go. And uh, so we kind of finally get this. And it's like the most compelling um, procedural, (laughs) you know, court case I've ever seen. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it's really
0: good, and I I'm not I haven't updated myself completely on all the Bra- Better Call Saul Insider podcast, but it was interesting to listen to this one and all the research and all the uh, insight into. As you said, they're kind of finally going into a courtroom and it's kind of like, shit, we need to figure out how a court works uh, <laughs> or how <laughs> how this particular case would work and you know, of course they bend some rules and stuff, but I mean, I'm sure if they, if if it was a lawyer show procedural that's like every week a new case, of course it wouldn't be this good because we have seasons of build up with these characters and emotional investment, uh but still one now that they go into the courtroom and get these amazing moments uh it's hard to it's hard to think of like yeah it's (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying anymore oh it's so good
1: well uh, yeah i get what you're saying because it's like you know they they did the work to kind of make it as real as possible with obviously some dramatic license and plus we're getting this this we're finally getting this kind of chuck versus jimmy showdown yeah And then they even worked in like such a genius breaking bad fucking tie in. Again, which is something like that I would hate usually. Mm -hmm. But when they bring in what's is it Yule, what's his name? Yeah, I think so. Yule uh, pickpockets. and it's yeah, and it ties in with because I always I always didn't really like the pickpocket thing they came up with in Breaking Bad mm-hmm. of how he slipped the or he took the cigarette or he slipped it on him or whatever he did yeah I always thought that was kind of like they couldn't figure out how and they went like, well he did. Pat him down. So how about he's a master pickpocket, and then it all fucking pays off in in this episode of Better Call <laughs> yeah, Saul, yeah. and it sets it up perfectly. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> the people watching in order, like watching Saul first, are gonna be like, Ah, Huel, you're gonna be pickpocketing something, I bet, and they'll they'll know what's coming.
1: And it's great how Chuck even says the I. And usually, there's another thing I hate where you're like. I think we called it out in Riverdale, where they're like, hey, teams do this. And then they did something stupid where, you know, Chuck says, you're not going to get the Perry Mason confession from me on the stand or whatever. Yeah. And then that's what happens. And everyone's just killing it. Like, it it, it was. uh, Yeah, I I agree. I think it was even though, like, they do have some big events, obviously, that still happen um, in this season. It's the best episode.
0: Yeah. For sure, and I mean, so if you if you haven't watched Better Call Saul and you're listening to this, uh, the whole episode is in the courtroom. It's always nice when you get one of those scenes. Not to tie it again to, I mean, Game of Thrones is a very different show, but whenever one episode is in one location, you're kind of like, oh shit. Game of Thrones doesn't always deliver completely on that, uh, but here it's so justified to have the whole build-up through the whole episode, um, and all the little bits and pieces, like even... uh um Kim uh, duking it out with Hamlin <laughs> Was oh, when, yeah. when they're talking it's just a great line when they're talking about um we didn't want to be accused of nepotism and she's kinda of like, Oh yeah. So who's the other Hamlin and Hamlin Hamlin McGill? <laughs> it's my father. <laughs> uh, so good stuff all the way through and Hugh being there. I mean there were a lot of red herrings about what was going to happen because there's a lot about his wife. We start with the flashback to when he's trying to trick his wife into thinking he's all right or rather into coming back and it all goes to hell. And then that scene you really feel for Chuck when he messes it up. And then by the end, it's like such a huge contrast, this battle between the brothers. Uh, It's all so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard really to get into much more because it's really good, but it is just people talking and kind of having this battle, uh, you know, this battle of wits kind of. And yeah, like they keep like you know uh like like Jimmy Jimmy's like, Is he are they here yet? Are they here yet? And then you think it's, you know, uh Huel, which it kinda is, but then it, you know, ties in with Chuck's ex showing up and kind of putting him in a position and then the reveal of the uh the battery um with the cell phone uh so yeah it it just shows that chucks chucks you know just a whack job (laughs) Uh, yeah but it's like but yeah you still feel for him but then you're also like fuck you like like everything you're doing to jimmy you know fuck you you sanctimonious piece of shit yes get what you deserve all
0: jimmy ever wanted was a pat on his back he couldn't even give him that uh but uh yeah he has his little outburst and um that's pretty much sets him on his course for the rest of the season and and generally so i mean i suppose we have to move on from episode five even though yeah he vents out all his frustrations in this great rant that's i think all one shot moving in on him and getting closer and then he's like when he glances away he sees how everyone's looking at him it's like oh oh shit i've i messed up um yeah that's the end i did it Mm-hmm. I've I've
1: done my Perry Mason confession. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, we get into episode 6 Off Brand, uh and then we that's when we start getting the ball rolling on what's uh, going to be the plot for the rest of the episodes. Like, uh for example, we have Nacho, uh who is kind of becoming disillusioned with what's going on with his boss Salamanca. Uh, he has to beat up Crazy Eight, who we recognize from Breaking Bad. Um and all of that Jimmy in meantime he's got got his year suspension which is also like hey we were just starting to enjoy the lore stuff and uh, no more lore stuff for a year
1: yeah yep and and um and nacho's also dealing with like the you know don hector is very jealous of what Gustavo Fring can do. He wants his own you know setup. He wants to like basically copy him just to show him what's what mm-hmm. and you know Nacho's dad's business kind of seems to be that in that for that front and of course, you know it's very much a like a like a Bronx tale type story. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Bronx Tale, but uh it's just a little kid who becomes like friends and like works at like a mob bar. Yeah. But his dad's like a hard-working bus driver that wants nothing to do with that and the battle between those wills. Um, and, uh, yeah, oh, we get to see kind of the origin of the dry cleaners that we know very well from Breaking Bad, of course. Yeah. Uh, and that stupid idiot Stevia lady pops back <laughs> up. I fucking hate her. Lydia. Uh, yeah. I just hate her because of Breaking Bad, basically. <laughs> yes. So even when she shows up, I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> even though you know and, she's going to get hers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's dealing with, you know, he's got, he wants to keep the office. Like, you know, they just got this office. He's got a secretary. He's a real lawyer, you know. So try to keep it afloat, at least till he can get back in the game. Um, so he starts. this is when he starts kind of getting into his commercial, uh, business, right? Cause yeah. He's got this leftover commercial time. Uh, yeah. In the end, he,
0: he he makes this first commercial as Saul Goodman, which is a commercial for his TV commercial business. <laughs> yeah. uh, all for this kind of convoluted reason that he's already bought these commercials, so and he's not allowed to sell them, but he's he can like produce commercials and and mm-hmm. for free give away the airtime. So that's kind of his plan. Which is, I mean, it's fun. The commercial stuff is pretty fun. Uh,
1: so I'm not complaining. I did- well, I did like the logic of, um, you know, I can't be Jimmy McGill. I, You know, that you just saw me in a commercial saying I'm a lawyer yeah. and get my lawyer services. I can't just be like, hey, here is me again, Jimmy McGill. I also make commercials. <laughs> so I kind of like that logic. And it was it, it is that nice, again, like these stupid things where usually it's like huh reference huh thing mm-hmm. we get to see a thing we get to see the origin of a thing and usually I'm like fuck you but with this you know I was kind of like all right I like it I like what's happening here it's the genesis of Saul Goodman yes it is and it makes sense which you
0: know when you watch the when you watch breaking bad you don't expect it to have this good of a reason behind it, but they came up with a way where it totally works and it makes sense that he's going to continue using that later because why wouldn't he? So, yeah, there's a lot. There's some stuff about the medication capsules that starts here, you know, where Nacho steals them, and, you know, he's going to figure out how to kill his boss. Or, yeah, kill him. We we know that's not going to work. But, but yeah, that's basically what's going on in this episode. Chuck also, you know, he talks to Hamlin, and they decide to move forward and he goes and calls... Uh, calls a doctor on a pay phone to get some treatment. We don't really know that that's what's going on, but that's what's going on.
1: Yeah, I do like what they start doing with Chuck here, where he's kind of just trying to get better to spite Jimmy. <laughs> yeah and uh, it's such a chuck fucking thing to do. <laughs> yes. Like uh, uh and and you know they've they've laid out this character so well that you're like, "Oh, of course. Now he's going to get better just because mm-hmm. you know, it has nothing to do with anything for himself. He just wants to show Jimmy and I mean obviously everyone else too who was like thought he was a nut um when they saw his breakdown, but uh just to spite everyone, he's going to push himself and he's going to do it and he's going to get better. To be fair, he did have it proven to
0: himself finally i mean i 'm sure there were opportunities and hints of this before where uh he, he but now at least he had it proven to him in public with witnesses and there 's even a court transcript it 's proven that it 's bullshit true, so yep. now he has more of a reason to. Because, you know, clearly he's very smart, but someone gave him access to the internet at some point, and he learned about (laughs) this illness, uh, and like, whoa, that's exactly my... Like, he web-MD'd himself and figured out, yo, those are my symptoms, better go crazy. Um, So, (laughs) anyway, he's starting to fix himself up a little
1: and yeah, yeah, and you're right too. Because if there's one thing that Charles McGill will truly believe in, it's a court transcript. So <laughs> if he yes. if he sees it on there, he, he knows there's something
0: going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I can just imagine how many times he read that over and over, uh, <laughs> just stewing in it. But anyway, yeah, we move on to seven expenses where Jimmy is trying to do his uh, community service. Uh, we see him just walk up to a wall at the beginning and all these strange characters pop up. And it turns out they're all going to pick up trash. Um, but he's talking too much on the phone, so no hours for him.
1: Yeah, he's trying to kind of do it all. You see, you know, he's like, I can do this. I can do my community service and also set up my gigs for, you know, commercial time and all that. Yeah. And uh, it's just all not working out, is it? Yeah, yeah, and Not, okay. No, yeah, just just gonna talk more about how
0: he they're making more commercials and stuff like that, or he's trying to make commercials with the Sofa King, and it's fun to see how <laughs> he's he kind of enjoys it because you know. Saul, uh, and this is Saul we're seeing, he's kind of a people person and he's got so many different skill sets and the basic premise of the show that a con man becomes a lawyer is so great. But we also get to see more of the con man mm, commercial director, the con man everything, because yep. I, which one of these episodes, is the next one is called yeah Slip. 'Cause we're really getting back into slipping Jimmy here, and that's what's uh, the most enjoyable part about these episodes to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's nice to see and I mean the whole like uh like journey of this show, it's we it's there's a great back and forth because I mean Chuck knows Jimmy's a piece of shit and he's not wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and in a weird way, and I think they might have touched on this on the Insider podcast, but they're not going to give an answer, which you know, which is fine, which they shouldn't. It's this whole, you know, is Chuck is Chuck just right no matter what? Even if he didn't do anything, would he be right? Uh, because we do see that Jimmy is good. He is like a good lawyer, and and he's smart, but he also can't help do, like, weird little, like, kind of little things here and there and yeah. a, that you might raise your eyebrows at, but maybe it's not so bad. And then what Chuck is doing is kind of pushing him even further. Yeah. Um. So there, there is that great, like, dynamic that's going on. And then, yeah, we get to see how, like, kind of he doesn't have his lawyer gig, so he has to turn back to what he knows, and that's just kind of smooth-talking people and using his skill set to get by. He's trying to keep everything afloat. Yeah, because we see him, you know, having drinks with Kim and
0: they're kind of like joking around we could do this we could do that but then he gets like super into it like we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna take this dead guy down for everything we got and kim's like ha ha that's funny and he's like oh yeah it's gonna be super funny
1: (laughs) so yeah Yeah, he's getting really into it he doesn't have a choice Uh,
0: he became a lawyer to like clean up his act but then that's totally taken away from him of course he's slipping back
1: Yeah, it's 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 such a good uh, like back and forth because it's like Chuck obviously knows Jimmy better than any of us. And even though he seems like such a dick, he's dealt with Jimmy and, you know, you can't fully blame him for he's probably seen Jimmy so many times. It's like, nope, things are different now. I'm better. And then something happens. But then we, we know that Jimmy is trying. And we know that, like, this could be the answer for him. You know, he's he's with Kim. They got their own office. Like, things are really starting to pick up. And then fucking Chuck us a shit all over it. Yeah, but,
0: uh, I mean, I will say this is one of the le- least sympathetic episodes for... For, uh, for Saul, for Jim, for Jimmy, ever, because yeah. it ends with him, like, he's so frustrated with his situation that he lashes out at his brother by going to the insurance people and just dropping all this information very intentionally, and we even see this mm-hmm. evil smile on his face as he leaves, because, I mean, he is super frustrated, which makes sense, but the last time... He- I mean he and Chuck met up it wasn't <laughs> I mean yeah. it's not like Chuck was the one delivering the punch that time so he's really kicking Chuck while he's down here.
1: Yes, yeah. Even though he and, feels but, I'm
0: sure he feels like he's down too but still.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and part of it's just be like it's it's definitely he's doing the wrong thing but like since we've been on his side and we've seen that he would show up early and bring him food and the paper and all that stuff. And Chuck would still be like, Ooh, is this not the New York times? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, he really plants the seed that, uh, is going to be very fucking, uh, fatal for, for old Chuck. Yeah,
0: and again, we're talking about the stuff that is most interesting in these episodes because also in this episode we have Mike, you know, doing the playground or whatever it is with the concrete and this lady is helping and then we hear her sob story and that motivates him to go and help, um, what's his name, Price, to deal with Nacho and all that, which, which is all fine, but it's not as engaging as the other stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then, like, we see that he's got all his hidden cash in his floor, and I actually had a question on that, because he pulls up, like, a stack of bills, and it says it's got a wrap around it says Mm $5,000, and it's like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that wrap, bro? Like, where'd you get that dollar wrap? (laughs) Mm, He could have just printed it. I'm sure it was, like,
0: handmade, you know, he he likes to do things by hand, so he could have made it himself, arts and crafts
1: style. Maybe. That is one of the notes I had on the next episode, that Mike... Mike is just a patient loser, like um I don't really love Mike, and and I've talked about this in the in the last one of how like the show really loves Mike, yeah, and i I'm getting so tired of his like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, uh we're gonna go out to the desert, and like all his only thing is that he doesn't care, like he'll spend hours fucking with a stupid metal detector going around the desert because he's going to go find a body or whatever to drop a dime, or he's going to hang out with a sniper rival for hours. It's just because he's a loser, and he has nothing else to do. And, like, there's nothing that great about him. He's just... Gosh. Otherwise, he just sits there staring at the TV, making the same dumb face that he always makes.
0: Jim Scampoli, uh, you think yeah. you know what I am, but you need to learn to be patient. And... Uh, <sighs> Uh, I'm going to go.
1: We we had a good thing with Spring. <laughs> we should have stuck with the system with uh, so I, I just want to watch the scene where Walt kills him again. <laughs> Fucking dumbass guy. I
0: mean <laughs> he's just I do I like Mike but uh no one likes Mike as much as uh the show likes Mike. That's true. Yeah. Uh yeah. but yeah, I mean he's cool, but he's he's uh when he's doing his uh is uh, Mikey Sue stuff. It it it's it's tricky. It's tricky. But anyway, anyway everything he does All here it, makes sense, I think.
1: It does, but like this whole season everything he's done, it hasn't been so much that he's that smart. I mean, he he is. The show does show that he is. But it's just that he'll sit there and take apart a car like he's basically autistic <laughs> he's just some autistic guy who will sit and take apart a car and you know dig up dinosaur bones in the desert for hours and hours well I th- uh, yes it is but I think it's because he doesn't
0: have a fun end point here like his whole arc here is like how did he start working for Gus Spring? that's yeah. the exciting thing last season at least he was working towards killing someone that's kind of exciting True. and then that was you know big old monkey wrench in the works there put a stop to that uh so his whole plot here is like how did he have that meeting with Lydia about the money? That's like his big climax shaking hands with. Sure. You know, he shakes hands with Lydia and he shakes hands with whoever. So, uh, I mean, he
1: does. I think it does end with him shaking hands with Gus. And that is a good moment. I mean, just as a Breaking Bad fan. Yeah, sure. But yeah, you're right. There's not much. Like, we kind of know that's coming. Mm-hmm. And there's not really a super interesting way to get there.
0: But it's also like, is he done now? I mean, that's. His whole arc, isn't it? What's he going to do for the next seasons?
1: The The only thing left for him to do is kind of connect uh, Saul to Gus. But even then, like, Breaking Bad never showed there was that huge of a connection. So, I don't know. No, because
0: even in fact, I feel like Saul didn't even know what was going on with Gus that much. He just put them in connection with each other. And it, there's even, I, I mean, one striking scene where he's like, Hey, you work for me. He says to Mike. And then Mike's like, do I, where he's oh, like, that's right. He's, he's working for Gus and Saul doesn't even know what's up. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's. Uh, I think we're moving on into episode eight. Slip, where we get a nice flashback into them recovering. Uh, Jimmy and Marco, his old friend who died in season one, they recover some coins from the old store, and we get some. Yeah. We get some insight into Jimmy's mind where he's talking about, you know, how how his dad was a real sucker who anyone could get the better of him. So I think he and Chuck obviously took different. They learned different morals from their parents, or rather, rather, they learned different from what happened to them, you know, about how to deal with stuff.
1: Yeah, I really like this, because this, again, this is something you could, they could almost have left unsaid, and, like, saying it can be very dangerous, that it's going to come out so clumsy, but I thought the way this came out, came about, and, uh, like, coming back to the convenience store and stuff, I thought it all worked really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in the future we have Chuck, he's actually getting better. He goes to the grocery store and the scene kind of ends when he's walking through the aisle and he's like, but then he's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's just fine. Yeah. So, yeah. because of course it's not real. So <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> And Jimmy's also centrally in the episode dealing with the guitar store clients who finally, like, they're suspicious, they refuse to pay him, and he does do the old slip and fall con. But it's interesting that he does also obviously injure himself because he's lying on his back in his office playing that new guitar. So it's getting a bit old
1: for the old slipping game. Yeah, can't be slipping Jimmy forever. It's going to start taking its toll on you. Mm -hmm. And uh, with Nacho... And, um, the, the pill, uh, like the pill practice. Yeah. Like all this stuff, like, um, I, like, I, I, am I'm really impressed with how they made this work because I, I liked the little, like showing him practice, like how he's going to drop the pill, a bottle in the pocket and all that. Yeah. And then when they actually have the scene, because, We essentially know that this is probably what happened, you know, because we already we know for sure that Don Hector is going to end up in the wheelchair all fucked up. Yeah. And it I mean, I guess we don't know for sure yet that this could work because we don't know Nacho. This could have blown up in his face. But for the most part, you're like, oh, this is kind of it. This is this is going to work. But the way the way like everything comes together, like the tension, they really fucking got me. Mm-hmm. They, they They got me uh, pretty big with this segment. I thought it was really well done.
0: Yeah. besides the big picture stuff that they're really good at in this show this scene, uh, or these scenes really show the uh, amount of craft, like how good they are at just putting together scenes uh, you Mm. know, from the directors to the music, which is like all original score I think in these scenes, building the tension and of course the editing, and also the acting and directing and stuff, because there's not that much dialogue going on but it's such a tense scene when he's fixing those pills and when he manages it, it's like, fuck yeah. And like we see his hands shaking and it's not ridiculous. Yeah. They managed to build all of that and it all yep. makes sense and adds up. So despite what we were saying, obviously, even in these scenes where it's like, yeah, you know, it's too breaking bad. Who cares about the wheelchair? It's still, these are good <laughs> scenes.
1: So for yeah. sure, for sure. I mean, I will say that I, c- I can't imagine those pills wouldn't have shaked when you like had a sound pill bottle and doesn't shake, but still either way, like, yeah, the way it, you, you see, you know, Hector just doing his thing, and then you got he's counting the pills, and he's got to replace up, put put the same amount in, and then it's like the whole, all right, here we go, Whew, as he's ready to do his fucking, uh, his his like smooth little drop in the pocket. Uh, it was pretty great. I he, really liked it. He should have brought like Tic Tacs with him. Just my regular Tic Tacs.
0: Rattle, rattle, rattle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. Rattle, rattle, rattle. And then, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just Tic Tacs. Almost. I mean, after he did it, I still almost suspected that Salamanca would stand up and like you dropped something, bitch <laughs> we don't know if Nacho's alive that's yeah, that's one true. thing at least, we don't know if he's alive well, he's gonna die by the end of Better Call Saul I'm sure, but uh, we don't know if he's alive um, uh, yeah, so, so he has at least stakes, we don't know that he ends up in a chair he could have died, this could have failed uh, but mm-hmm. it all works out, it took a few episodes though, for it to pay off but uh, it all worked um so so what else is going on in this episode
1: uh the one other thing i think of note i i do think i really liked kim's scene with um uh, what's what's the hamlin hamlin's uh first name i forget Uh, Uh, whatever yeah but when hamlin comes in the restaurant and he kind of alphas her but he's i don't think he means to yeah so then she like has to take a moment and then she alphas the fuck out of him (laughs) yeah uh like goes over to his table like oh no please uh please don't get up and like gives him a check and kind of like just makes him look like a fool. And then even like Hamlin's like ripping the check. Like he, he's so mad. <laughs> that he got Alfred in front of his clients. And yeah. He thinks he's the victim. Uh, I, I really like that back and forth and the build on that as well. Uh, I mean, besides that, uh, yeah, no, I think we, that's pretty much like the whole thing on that episode. It ends with Mike and Gus. Now, one thing about Gus, I am surprised, like Gus is such a background, like nothing this season. Yeah. Um, I assume it's, that's, I mean, obviously it's on purpose and we'll, we'll get a little bit more next year or... I don't know. I guess do we do we need anything more with Gus Fring? Well, that's probably the question to the an- to the answer
0: to the question I said earlier about what's Mike going to do. It's going to be more yeah. about building, you know, building this thing which then we as we know later gets torn down. So maybe we will get maybe we'll be more agreeing and saying, you know, they did have a good thing going there uh, by the end of season we'll, 4. Well,
1: we'll get to have that scene where where Mike's like talking to Gus. Blah. There's this blue, this blue meth showing up. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. I'll like, find it. I'll get on it. <laughs> and then it's like he, then him fucking sitting there for hours, like picking up. Hills from the ground or whatever god. the fuck that he does that he takes forever to do because he's a patient loser <laughs> god uh well i mean that might take a number of years
0: however um this can well no i'll save that for later let's go through the the rest of these episodes nine and okay. ten deal a lot with the old people and the sandpiper yes. um, crossing uh which by the way crossing does that uh, is does that refer to crossing over to the other side uh like dying Ooh. sandpiper crossing I suppose. Kind of a morbid or sure Maybe it's just a street or something, but mm. I, I could. That also makes sense. Yeah. So Jimmy remembers, and we do because it's shown in the previously unburied. Goes. <laughs> yeah. There's he's, no way I would have remembered. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to get a percentage, and he finds out what the offer is on this class action lawsuit, and he helpfully mumbles the numbers to himself as he goes out, and we realize he's going to get over a million dollars if they accept this deal. So. um so yeah, it's it's uh he he goes about trying to make it happen one way or another. First, goes to Howard
1: is his name, right? Howard Hamlin. Uh Yes, Howard. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I'm I'm fucking bad with names. Yeah. Whenever but, I watch shows, I'm always like, oh yeah, the guy, suit the guy, Larry guy, yeah, that guy,
0: Lori <laughs> <laughs> guy two, Lori guy three.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Howard says
0: like, Jimmy, you can go ahead and do whatever you want. It's not happening, and jimmy goes ahead and does his manipulations and everything making the saddest old lady the saddest person in the world god yeah really yeah. dark stuff for jimmy here he's beating on the old including his brother oh god
1: yeah irene i think that's irene yeah she is really great in yeah. these episodes um and like i get i get everyone reacting and being like this is really bad for jimmy but it's like No, this, I mean, he's done way worse. (laughs) Like, There's there's been a lot of murders and stuff, but I understand that this is like a smart way that they went about making, you know, because it kind of makes him less sympathetic uh, because, yeah, he's just taking advantage of these old shrives and their like waning days. But then again, Hamlin McGill is also taking advantage of them as well because they're just racking up the bills to get as big as much settlement as they can so they can get the most out of it. So, you know, lawyers are shit. Yeah. (laughs) Newsflash. For sure. And, I mean, that's
0: the thing. I was saying it half as a joke because he turns it around at the end. Probably the worst thing he does this this season is towards his... uh His brother with the malpractice thing because he didn't really have a reason to do that here it's like he's gonna go under if he doesn't get the money and he does reverse it at the end anyway so show him what a great guy he is underneath it all uh so um so yeah you know the the malpractice thing kicks into gear by the way and hamlin and chuck uh, I kind of get a bit. Uh, they're arguing a bit here. They're not quite on the same page because Hamlin suggests um, that he should maybe retire. And Chuck suggests that Hamlin should go fuck himself uh, <laughs> and goes ahead and sues and everything. And I, I almost the point where you felt the most for Hamlin when he's like, This is what you do? This is the first reaction you have? Oh, yeah. That's a great scene. A-
1: And again, like the way I feel like I know Chuck so well, like before he even said it, I'm like, no, Chuck's going to sue you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, like, he's not going to fucking, he's not going to retire. He's going to sue you because he's like such a stubborn, like even though he's right, right pretty much all the time, he's like an asshole about it and he doesn't know how to handle things. Um and yeah, like yeah, you're right. You, you poor Howard, because we we've seen in like the past few episodes with with Chuck being at kind of his lowest. Howard's been a good friend to him, and he's you know he brought him that like uh, expensive booze in like the previous episode to be like you know hey like don't focus on Jimmy like this is what's messing you up yeah let's just get back to the basics like let's get back to law you're you're like the best lawyer i know like he's doing all the right stuff and of course it doesn't get in nothing really gets to chuck like he's just stuck <laughs> wallowing in his shit yeah uh but yeah that's really building and uh it's it's going to be it's not going to work out for anyone no. is it no it's not um and also this i mean
0: we haven't quite mentioned kim but she's getting more and more stressed and she feels really guilty about uh about chuck i don't know what she would do if she found out that jimmy went to the malpractice thing just to give her Uh give him an extra kick there uh but she feels really bad about it and she doesn't want jimmy to drain all his bank accounts and stuff so even when he says it's fine and he even has the money she still takes on that extra client and i don't know how big a part of that is we need the money and how big a part of that of that is actually like workaholism or whatever she's dealing with because that comes to a head at the end of this episode in a surprise twist and part
1: and and part of jimmy's thing that's wrong never mind what he's doing to these old people it's that he's so caught up in his shit that he doesn't see that kim is clearly like overworking herself for him yeah um and then, like, I th- I guess this is just me being ignorant of lawyers, because all I was thinking is, like, I know Jimmy can't practice law, but can he just, like, put together some stuff for you? And, like, you know, can he be, like, a paralegal or something? But then, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's a reason why not. But all I pictured was that, like, he could just get some paperwork together and do this and help that. And then and everything will be fine. But no, that's not how things work. It's just Jimmy's tearing down these old people so he can get his money to keep his business afloat. And Kim's not sleeping and tolling over numbers and boring shit that lawyers have to do (laughs) yeah I mean he he could certainly have helped with those binders
0: but she's the (laughs) one who or well together they set up this thing of like separate but equal you know we're not gonna do anything in each other's business because she doesn't even think he's a legitimate lawyer half the time that's why she didn't want to go into practice with him which is another thing Um, that's a great point so but she does have some uh, some fun scenes building up to that like when she's out with all the oil feel and that's kind of sounds like an interesting case that would be interesting to get into almost the stuff that she's doing but it's not really about that it's about you know the car almost driving into the oil thing and she's stressing herself out and then of course the car crashed at the end of the episode which caught me by surprise
1: yeah it was weird because um i didn't see this episode when it aired and i was like scrolling through social media and i saw a picture of her all banged up Mm-hmm. So I knew something happened but like I was just I was all tense during the oil rig scene. Yeah. When her car wouldn't move and all that. And so by the time the end of the episode happened, I forgot. Yeah. So it still surprised me like cuz I totally expected like oh no, like an oil thing's going to fall on her head or <laughs> <laughs> or she's going to get run over by her own car or something. Uh and then yeah, then I completely forgot and the scene's done so well with that it just feels like you know, hey, she's running. She's running lines for the the court case or whatever, and then it it does that nice like one shot, and then it pops back up, and it's you know, she's in a she's fucking hanging on a rock, yeah, in a smashed up car,
0: yeah. Which brings us into episode ten, which I, d- I mean, they they do some nice stuff. I didn't realize this until now. It's called Lantern and yes. at the start there's this flashback where Chuck reads a story to young Jimmy and it ends with going into the lantern and I didn't didn't connect those dots until right now uh some nice symmetry there cuz it zooms in on that it's all white burns the screen and mm-hmm. then the intro and we go back into the present where
1: and uh yeah. that book he's reading because I mean I didn't I didn't quite know this as I was watching it but when he said Mabel and I was like, wait, the first episode's called Maple. And they do talk about that. Chuck talks about how he read him that book. Oh, uh, when oh, they yeah. were younger. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, not the first episode of the series, but the first yeah. episode of this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about that book except that it's there? I mean, in the first I one? I just
1: know that Vince Gilligan said his mom used to read it to mm. him when he was a kid. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the main thing I remember. I guess, I, you know what? I did read something on Reddit. Someone said it's like one of the first fantasy novels or something like that. Oh, okay. What's the name of this book? Do you know? uh let me pull it up real quick
0: sure uh so of course we also have the aftermath the general aftermath of uh of the of the car crash where she has a broken arm and and all that which is really has a has a big effect on jimmy here almost pulling him back from the darkness he was edging towards did you find it
1: oh uh, yeah i found it yeah it's the adventures of mabel uh uh, it was published in uh, 1896. Oh shit! Stories about Mabel, a five-year-old girl who helps the king of all the lizards and is rewarded with the ability to converse with animals. <laughs> mm.
0: Nice. Sounds like something Chuck would enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jim's feeling, Jimmy's feeling responsible for for Kim's situation, and you know, at this point, it was kind of moving to have him say, you know, after everything that's happened, I don't give a fuck about the office, uh, which because yeah. it's been such a huge thing of like never let go of the office and him painting the office and and the end of this season is them letting go of the office and all of that and and he says to his secretary, "Hey, you know if we ever get an office again, we'll we'll give you a call." And she's like, "Great. Fantastic." <laughs> um, yeah. But it is I mean it does feel like they're never going to have an office together again, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it feels like that. Um And yeah, it's 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 definitely a uh, like a bummer. I mean even though we know things are going to head to a bummer, even though there are people online that have this theory <laughs> that Saul Goodman, like you know, we we they say and I I think some people have said this isn't true. I'd have to rewatch it to know for sure. But they say we never see Saul Goodman's home life mm. and that it's very possible that he goes home after you know dealing with Walter White and Kim's there and their kids are there. <laughs> like there are people that fully <laughs> believe this is what's like this is going to be the vince gilligan twist is that we'll see like saul and they'll maybe use like some footage from breaking bad and then like when walt leaves and then he like picks up the phone he's like hey kim (laughs) yeah rough day at the office and it's like i mean hey hold out hope but this is Breaking Bad universe. I don't think that's happening, people. I was googling
0: something earlier, and some Saul Goodman slash Jesse Pinkman fan slash fic popped up, and I oh, think nice. that's more likely than Kim <laughs> home life fic. Uh, that that's a nice fanfic for you guys, uh, but I, I mean, I hate to inform you, I, and of course, nothing is set in stone because the writers change their minds all the time. But after season one, they did say when they were heading into season two, like, okay. he's lost Chuck already he's not looking for Chuck's approval who is he gonna, like what does he have left to lose and the big answer Mm -hmm. is Kim he has to lose Kim to become Saul Goodman that's how transformation works and I don't know if she's gonna die it seems more likely that he's gonna drive her away in one way or another because he can't Mm -hmm. let go and as is obvious as well I mean this is kind of like a wink at the audience but also makes perfect sense when he throws away like the the big thing is, you know, he's not going to work with old people anymore. Hey, I'm going to need a new clientele. Oh, yeah, there's that guy, the drug dealer. He had a lot of money when I was helping him get out of community service in a great scene, by the way.
1: So mm. clearly he's starting to put all those pieces together. Um, yeah, and in a way, that could that could also play into, uh, like, you know, we've seen the emergence of the at least the names. The character, Saul Goodman... And since he's kind of burnt bridges with the old people, I, you know, Hey, if he's Saul Goodman, he's not Jimmy McGill and they're old and they're stupid. So Mm -hmm. maybe they won't know. Uh, But one thing I was going to say about Jimmy and Kim is that like, it's sad that they're losing their, um, their office, but with where this season ends It feels like their relationship's still really strong. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's like sadder because it's like ah, that's not all you're gonna like. Like you're saying, like it feels like the writing's on the wall that it's not gonna end well. But if like I expected there to be seeds of it here where she was gonna like blame Jimmy or something because it's like I was doing this for you. And but no, like this episode really goes out of the way to show that they have a strong relationship between that and how Jimmy's reacting and she's, you know, the most important thing to him at the moment. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it just, it, it's like I'm I'm sad before it happens yeah. because I feel like it's going to happen, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, and it was kind of a scary moment when she was just recovering and started planning all her meetings and stuff, and it was such a joy to see her go to Blockbuster and get yeah. a bunch of DVDs. Uh, okay. That was really nice because it felt like uh, she, she learned something there, that's good, uh, and, you know, of course, we also get the climax of the medication, where Nacho's really worried about his dad, and he's there staking out the place, and then Hector shows up, and he goes with a gun, he's gonna shoot him, but then the other people pull up, and you think, oh, shit, it's gonna, what's gonna happen, and then, like, you got our message, and he's like, Of course. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, the message. (laughs) The message. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, this felt kind of um, anticlimactic uh, just because, I mean, we knew this was going to happen for the most part. And uh, I don't know. Like, I I know, like, uh, I guess it's because Nacho had given up on the theory because in the previous episode, uh, Hector took his pills and it seemed like it helped. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a like a false alarm. So he was just kind of going to go balls to the wall and just shoot him now <laughs> because his dad didn't respect him. And that was going to clearly lead to bad things for his father. Uh, I mean, I guess it was kind of a nice touch that Gus was the one that kind of saved him in a way or kept him alive. Yeah, because uh, we know, he, know ha- he
0: hates him more yeah. than anyone.
1: Yes. And we know like it's because he kind of wants him to suffer or at the very least he wants to be the one. But I don't know, It just, I know like you put it in the finale because it should be in the finale, but it would have been fine if this was in like episode nine or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then spent a little bit more time with like Jimmy and Chuck and all that, because it's like when when Chuck says you've never mattered all that much to Mm. me, that's way more like hitting and uh, like feels bigger than seeing hector finally you know collapse you know what i mean yeah yeah
0: uh of course but that is also in the finale though that he says to to jimmy that she never mattered that much i agree though and that's the big bit i mean apart from uh the nice scene where jimmy accidentally admits his fraud to all the clients to to get them all (laughs) to hate him which was nice um we the big thing we haven't mentioned is how Chuck's symptoms, you know, they're coming back a little bit. And then, I mean, basically, what happened this season was he went from doing that thing fake to scare Jimmy into confessing, into actually doing it for real. He went all the way crazy here. Uh, which oh is, yeah,
1: that's a yeah, that's a great point. There's like a nice parallel there. Yeah, and it's I mean, it's sad
0: that he was so close to getting better and then like, ah, oh, there's just, there's something ticking away at this meter. I just got to find that one thing. And he tears down the whole house and then he's there kicking that lantern train until it goes over. Uh, and that's, well, and, yeah.
1: And I know we kind of jumped, I know we're jumping, this is kind of jumping around, but it was, uh, it was a, like, uh, not like a nice moment for Chuck, but when, chuck gets surprised because hamlin is just gonna personally buy him out yeah and because he thought like no i mean he was kind of bluffing he's not going to really sue the firm he doesn't want the firm to be bad he just thought he would do this stuff and kind of bully hamlin into keeping him on and the plan didn't work and he gets his three million dollar check and he's the saddest man to ever. get a three million dollar <laughs> yes, check yes and then to like solidify like this there's no take back here. He mm-hmm. you know, marches them out in front of the whole firm to say goodbye. And uh like the looks they're giving each other in those moments were really well done. And like because Chuck, you know, he's already lost Jimmy for what they've done. Or I mean, or actually no, because it's after. Like he forces Jimmy out because it's like He's not going to turn to him. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's lost the firm. He's lost Hamlin and he's not going to give Jimmy the satisfaction because he's such a stubborn like piece of shit. (laughs) And he and he pushes him away. And I feel like they both they they do that thing. Don't they both kind of give a last look? But but it's not like the timings off. Yeah. Isn't it kind of like Jimmy gives a look and then he leaves and then. Um, Chuck kind of gives a look where, you know, maybe they could save that moment. And for as good as the show is, the, I had that feeling like this is clearly the last time they talk. Mm. I mean, I didn't know for sure what was going to happen in the end. Or I, even I, I didn't quite expect Chuck to not be around, but I Totally got the feeling this is the last time they see each other. Yeah. And, you know, that's how it worked out. (laughs) For me, I didn't
0: think of that. Maybe because there's been so many moments where Chuck... Uh, could have died, uh, like True. he's fallen over in the copy machine place. That seemed like he was going, going down. Finally, you know, and then he was in the hospital, and and obviously at the end of last season, and then now. Uh, so I, I honestly didn't think of that. I, I thought Jimmy was going to say something when he he says, "You're never mattered that much to me," and then he goes out. He's clear. He clears his throat, and uh, I think, um, I think Chuck looks up, and he's just kind of standing there. And then he doesn't say anything. He leaves. Um, yeah. It's rough because Jimmy re- was really jolted by what happened to Kim, but he doesn't get to have the moment he wanted with Chuck. In fact, the last words were, he never mattered that much to me. And I mean, Chuck's dead,
1: right? Chuck's going to be dead next season? Yeah, yeah. Because like you're saying, uh, we Chuck f- goes fully off the wall and... Turns off everything, but he that meter it's still moving a little bit, and they're not going to be able to get out there to look at it till Wednesday, so he's stuck smashing his walls in like Winona Ryder and stranger things <laughs> looking for the portal yes. uh, so, so he's smashing his walls in, looking for cables and pulling out what he can, and basically setting up a, a good amount of kindling and fucking uh all kinds of flammable things amongst the house, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it ends in a pretty chilling scene where he's just kicking his desk, waiting for the lantern to fall and engulf him in flames. What a horrible (laughs) way to kill yourself. Yeah, Yeah, and also it's
0: extra sad because he was so close to uh, getting better. And he was. Everyone was telling him to take it easy, take it in little steps. And he's like, "No, I'm fine." And try to prove to everyone he's fine. That made it so he couldn't be fine. And it was so strange as well. I mean, we haven't talked that much about it, but the the like props and sets and uh, costume design as well. But I'm thinking specifically of that set because so much of this show has been in that house and it's been all mm. gray and lit by lanterns and everything. And when Jim Jimmy comes in and it's all... Like switched on, and Hamlin too, and they come in, and everything's fine, and he's using his, you know, uh, he, he he's using the stove and cooking and everything to prove how fine he is. It looks so different; the house is all yeah. alive again, and th- there's so much hope there. And then it all gets burned down, literally.
1: Yeah, and 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 what you were saying before too, like the timing was just a little off because. If, because even though Chuck was playing it up, but he was also getting better. And Jimmy, at this moment with the thing that happened with Kim, he is at this, he is kind of at this crossroads where like everything could be better mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Like this could be the thing that just kind of shakes him of some of his like small underhanded stuff. And he kind of, you know, his priorities are completely different. And if the timing was just right, maybe. With Jimmy and Chuck to, you know, really kind of bury the hatchet or whatever, then things would be so different. But then we wouldn't have another season. So yeah, you know, and we know things are going to be bad. So it's it's uh it, it really you know it's 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 all heartbreaking. It's all uh, really sad. And I've seen a lot of people edit, and I'm sure this is kind of what they were going for because the cold open with young Jimmy and Chuck it's so quick. Yeah, and usually because at first I was like, "Is this is my show? Did I not download? <laughs> download what? Did not I get the right file?" Mm. Uh, it's so fast, and a lot of people have kind of cut intercut that with the ending. <laughs> yeah, as far as like that's what's going through Chuck's mind or whatever, and I think that's a decent theory. And you know, because he's staring at the lantern, and like you said, the camera goes into the lantern, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a few little nods, I guess, because. On the Better Call Saul Facebook page. The they took like a screenshot of them in the tent and like there's the bat there. And then it's like he takes the bat to the the meter. Mm. And there's the um I think his coin box or something like that. Um like the band-aid is in, box. Yeah, the band-aid boxes in the tent mm. and uh the book that they pulled off the shelf and and then I think there's even a few other things just kind of scattered amongst them as they're in the tent right because you know how you know how vince gilligan and and the gang are yeah (laughs) they love that stuff and they're really good at it yeah uh yeah
0: Oh, it's it's heartbreaking as you said Now, uh, I was talking to one of our listeners, Jonathan, and by the way, you too can send your feedback and thoughts on the shows we discussed to ShowsWhatYouKnowShow at gmail.com or just leave them in a comment. And uh, Jonathan was saying he thinks next season is going to start one year later when Jimmy's punishment is just about wrapping up and he gets back into it.
1: Uh, What's your thoughts on next season? Huh. That does sound very plausible. Yeah. Because even though there's some stuff, obviously they can do with the initial fallout of what happened with Chuck, it does feel like a like a Breaking Bad type thing to do, where it kind of cuts in a year later, and then we s- slowly see how those uh, how these events have affected, yeah, um, have affected Jimmy. Yeah, because they I, could I think th- that. Yeah, I I would probably even though I I I would so much want to see like the initial reactions. I'd put money that that's a uh, that you might have nailed it. Yeah,
0: I think so because with this show they could of course also show the the initial reactions and like him you know, in the ashes of the house and, and the funeral and everything, just, you know, put it in flashbacks like you always do, mm-hmm. like long flashbacks. Yeah. could be half the episode is a flashback and then the intro plays. You got the creative freedom. You can do it however you want. But it sure. makes sense to propel it into, you know, what... Because what, if Chuck's dead, I mean... Of course, Jimmy's going to be affected by that, but the Chuck-Jimmy storyline, it's done now. So we got to start, and Hector Salamanca's done now. You know, we got to get into what the rest of the show is going to be up until, you know, the black and white section.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, and it, it totally feels like something where it'd be like, Jimmy's back, and he's got it all together, and then it's we slowly see that that's a mask, and things have affected him a lot, and... Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yeah,
0: and it can even be like a a, a big difference to last uh, last season uh, or this season. It could be like he's either married to Kim or he Kim's not mentioned for several episodes, and then we start finding out what happened. Because I do believe Saul is always talking about his ex wives in
1: uh, in Breaking Bad. Right? Someone, yeah, someone did bring that up that he. There's a specific point where he's talking to Walt about something, and he brings up his second ex-wife. Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah, he is a con man that says whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So, th- like, it, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure Vince Gilligan and them are very relieved that he's like that, <laughs> yeah. because I'm sure it's not like they thought, like, oh, he's lying. But they have enough leeway where they don't have to stick to that if they don't want to. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm a little
0: sad that Better Call Saul is over and we don't get to discuss it again uh, until it comes back, which it has been renewed. It was ca- wasn't it kind of late with the renewal because some quite often you get to hear about it almost immediately that hey they get a new season and here I was like are they not getting a new season?
1: Yeah, usually after like the second episode or something with cable shows anyways. Mm-hmm. Like network shows are always late but cable shows usually like the premiere or whatever does well and they're like good news you like the premiere well how about a whole another season after this but yeah they just kind of quietly renewed it yeah uh, i don't know it, it feel i feel like this show does well i i never really looked into it i'm sure it's not as big as breaking bad obviously but uh i don't know it's a solid show and at the at the very least it's like you owe them, motherfucker. You better renew that <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, and you know, I, and I, I do want to. I don't know if this episode's too long. If people are thinking that, I, I, I guess I could wouldn't want to apologize maybe for that. But I feel like it's such a good show. It's it it warrants the discussion. It warrants the the longer take. Especially, I mean, we covered a good amount. Like more than half the season here too, mm-hmm. and I mean just as far as ratings,
0: uh, I'm looking at it right now, and it's true that most shows go downhill or go down as far as ratings, but it does have fewer people watching it than the previous season season, which had fewer than the previous season. So, uh-huh. uh, in fact, the the most viewed episode of this season has as about as many as the last least viewed previous season so i mean the pilot was at 1.8 million compare that to 2.5 million for the pilot of the last uh pilot of the last season so and nothing about nothing above 2 million here where it was hovering around 2 million in season two i don't know if this is interesting to anyone but as far as if you're going to renew something i mean this this show has a lot of uh you know uh, critic critics love this show and a lot of
1: people love this show but hey it's not big bang theory (laughs) <laughs> the, True, and well, one thing I could say about this show too Is I, I would imagine their uh, I don't know how they keep track of like Netflix or streaming stats Yeah I I imagine most people Because I even preferred to do it this this way this year This is the type of show you'd rather let have a, like a few episodes build up Yeah And then be able to kind of watch them in a row Because like we touched on Sometimes it can feel a little slow because you got a few things going on, and it's cutting like between the two storylines, or just the amount of time the show breathes. Mm-hmm. So I could totally see a lot of people probably still watching it, but you know they'll either wait for Netflix or they'll watch it on like whether it be like the DVR or on demand or something, uh, either at the end of the season or a few episodes into it.
0: Yeah, I did that as well with, with the later bits of this season, just pl- waited a bit and then went through it. Um, but yeah, sadly, we have to stop talking about Better Call Saul now. However, yeah. good things are on the horizon. We're In the next few episodes, we're going to come back with more coverage of Fargo. So if you watched Fargo, please let us know what you thought about the rest of... Uh, rest of the season, season three, and uh, what else? American Gods? Yeah, you can send that in as well, and we're going to come back and discuss the later half of House of Cards, and by the time we're done with all that, well, good golly, uh, I think it's almost time for Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones is creeping. Mm-hmm. So lots of good things to look forward to. Please let us know your thoughts on Battle Call Saul too. We can include them in a feedback section. Uh, we've never done it before, but we could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so please leave your comments, and we'd be happy to discuss it with you. Uh, I think that about covers it.
1: Absolutely. You can find... More of Jacob at awesomepedia.org. He's got podcasts. He's got comics. He's got music. He's got videos. Oh, yeah. He's got it all. Mm -hmm. And you can also go to my website, jimandthem.com we got podcasts, we got music, we got videos. <laughs> videos. Oh, they got we it We don't all. have comics, really. Uh, but uh, all kinds of great stuff. But make sure you're always
0: locked in to Shows What You Know. Of course. ShowsWhatYouKnow.com. What do you mean you don't have comics? You got yourself on there. Hey, what's the matter? Hey, let's see. Oh. <laughs> all right. See you next time, everyone. <laughs> see ya.